0: Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code The Athletic, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a fifteen hundred dollars first bet offer on your first wager.
1: I'm down to dunk,
0: and I'm
2: down to dunk. I'm down to dunk. This is J Dub, and I'm down to dunk.
1: I'm Shea Gibbs-Alexander, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lindy Waters, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala, and I'm down to dunk. This is Jay Will, and I'm down to
3: dunk. This is Kenneth Williams, and I'm down to dunk. This is Lou Dort, and I'm down to dunk. Will you say, this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> this is Lou Dort, and I'm down to Dort. <laughs> Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleich. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me as always on Monday is my good friend Michele Berra. Michele, oh, what's up?
1: Well, as we say, we're here. Uh, you don't support France, you drink it. <laughs> this is. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, it, it's really lame. Uh, Italy didn't qualify for the World Cup, yeah. So it's 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 really terrible. But uh, at least France France lost the game, so that's that's pretty good.
3: Yeah. You know, it's like being a Thunder fan and just being excited the Rockets lose, you know?
1: Yeah. Even a bit stronger than that.
3: Yeah. It's, oh, I'm sure it's a lot stronger than that. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's...
2: Uh, There's probably it's not
1: a good hate. NBA comparison yeah, for it. Yeah, you know, it's it's pure hate. Yeah. There is nothing you can
3: do yeah. but hate. Uh, I didn't hate this, but the Thunder won this game on Saturday night. One that I just thought, they are toast... They are buttered toast for these Memphis Grizzlies, and it was a weird, weird game from many standpoints. One, I mean the main the main like takeaway from a national perspective is like this jaw story, which is one of the weirder ones ever. I mean, you think about the way that stars talk to officials, and the way they get upset about calls. And I mean if if Luca was officiated like that, Luca would have played like seven minutes this season so far. You know? Yeah. Um, Most likely. And I don't know what it was that set off the official so badly that they needed to throw him out of the game. But it seemed highly unnecessary. <laughs> it seemed insane to me. And I uh, I don't know. I mean, I I feel a little bit. I mean, I don't. I feel for, and I don't feel that bad for Thunder fans that are at the game because one, you got to see a Thunder win. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But, like you're there to see Jaw and Shay and Josh, and you get to see none of them basically because of the officiating. I would have liked to see like a better battle if like Jaw could have played, but like the Thunder controlled this game with their shooting, I mean, it was, which is a weird sentence to say. I mean, that's not something that you get to say, you need to say maybe like four or five times a year, but they took 45 threes, which is a ton for them, hit 42% of them, 19 of 45, while the Grizzlies were 26% from three, 12 of 45. We're usually, this is usually a flip-flopped conversation, but Isaiah Joe really had it going. Uh, You got two from Lindy. You got two from Aaron Wiggins. You got two from Trey Mann. You got two from Poku, and then you're just kind of on your way. Lou Dort was three or four from three. Uh, just Yay! An impressive game. How about that? Hey Dort, for all the Dort haters out there, just go check out Me? just go check out this game because he was quite <laughs> awesome in 30 minutes. 24 points, seven boards, four assists, one steal, one turnover. 8 of 14 from the field three of four from three five of eight from the free throw line I don't, you could not have asked much more from Lougan dort against the Grizzlies
1: like taking less pull-up jumpers from two
3: he took he with Shay and with out he basically he, took the same amount of shots that he always takes
1: yeah no he was um he was very efficient and uh, I discussed this with with Joe um Joe Musato. uh on not as dark yeah you should yeah no, not there not um not isaiah joe uh but close enough and i mean you should su- su- subscribe there um but we were we were saying that the fact that he started off by taking very good shots at the beginning of the game was really important i mean yeah. there are the majority of the games lou find his rhythm sooner or later
3: mm-hmm.
1: later is what happens when he takes horrible shots to yep. begin with. Yep. So the fact that he was able to take very good wide open trees, one on the wing after a few passes, one in the corner. These are the shots that can put you in rhythm. Um, and taking them early without Shea, I mean, he could have just decided to to, to take over the game. Uh, and yeah. he didn't. He did it late, um, which is kind of expected in a sure. situation like this one. And then you mentioned Isaiah Joe, Um I mean, it was basically a two uh, games slump for him. He was not shooting the ball particularly well. And he immediately, uh, I mean, immediately, um, said it. It said it right. It's it's impressive how different it is when Joe hits a shot um, yeah. because it's um, it's totally a different way in which the defense guards OKC. Okay, and regarding the trees, and then I'll stop because I'm talking too much. Um, it's. The the game-to-game progression in terms of attacking Memphis' defense is impressive. I mean, Mm -hmm. the fact that they said, okay, no more exaggerating driving to the basket. Just let's try to bail bail them out a little bit um, and try to stretch the defense because otherwise we will not have a good game against them, especially without
3: Shea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was spread the ball around. We're going to try to find threes. Gosh, I just continue to be super impressed with Isaiah Joe. I mean, I I don't know if he's somebody that lasts through this rebuild. A lot of these guys aren't going to make it to the other side. We're talking about climbing the next mountain. But the way that he has fought to get through this rotation to kind of spring to the top where it's like, hey, we don't have Shea, we don't have Giddy, who are we going to bring into the lineup? And they decide, like, let's, we got to start Isaiah Joe, you know, over a guy like Trey Mann, who had a ton of hype going into the season, who played really well in preseason at the beginning of the season, and you were kind of preparing yourselves for, okay, well, there's like a, could be a six-man type of candidate with what he could do off the bench. And he has disappeared, disappeared so much that now he's in the G League. And we can talk about that a little bit later, but, Isaiah Joe is hitting shots. he's playing really well the plus minus stuff is out of control. Uh, he is he looks like an NBA role player. He plays he's not a good defender by any stretch but he's not a sieve. Uh, there's a there's a lot to like about Isaiah Joe. he's not and he can take some side steps he can take a dribble here and there. You can do a little bit of stuff, and if you just have a spot-up shooter off the bench that can hit lights out and not get absolutely torched, that's a player. I have this one that you kind of want to hang on to.
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. I was playing around, fooling around with plus-minus numbers, uh, which are quite dangerous and not really reliable. It's too too little of a simple size and one should not uh indulge into such <laughs> games but, but but I want to do it anyway yeah, and we do. We want to um do it joe joe and shay are just insane yeah but more insane on a very narrow simple size is joe and wiggins and yeah,
3: yeah. i mean i've seen these
1: yeah at some point, again, this will kind of revert to to the mean to some degree, um, but but also these numbers are telling you, hey, don't mess around with dribbling too much, with having uh, questionable shooters. Just put someone that can hit a shot and make good enough reads on offense. I'm not saying, hey, just take someone who, who is parked in the corner. This is not what Isaiah Joe is, nor what Wiggins no, is. No. These are guys that don't use dribbles to play. Um, but whenever you put either Wiggins or Joe with Shea, um, you have a good enough simple size. And this is a, quite a good team. I'm looking at cleaning the glass now, 735 possessions for Shea with either or both Aaron Wiggins or Isaiah uh, and, and or Isaiah Joe. Mm-hmm. This is plus eight in net rating Pretty this good. sounds like a plan um mm-hmm. <clears throat> and i know that whenever you face an advanced defense this is not enough so you, you really need a different look here and there but i think that the more uh this team progresses the more you will see shay closing um the second the, the first quarter with this kind of lineups and then you, you see Giddy with these kind of lineups. And then you hope that when Chet is back, Giddy, Giddy Chat and Shea plus Jada Dort, whatever, is a good enough lineup in terms of talent that even if the fit is not perfect, you have so many other things going on um, that it will work.
3: Yeah. yeah. I Again, this is a, a pretty impressive pickup for the Thunder to just the Sixers cut him before the season. It happens. It happened to a lot of players. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we just are constantly wanting the Thunder to have shooting, and it seems like they found a guy that can really shoot it. And he, I mean he he may have pushed Trayman out of a job by the, at the end of the yeah. day. You know, it looks like that now. Things can change rapidly in the NBA. So I I wouldn't I wouldn't jump to that conclusion fully yet. We don't know what it's going to look like. You know, come April, May, or even next fall, like what does it look like? Maybe Trey Mann gets goes and goes really hard in the gym over the course of the summer and becomes like a really good player and like starts to put it together. You just don't know. These guys are also young, but you at least know that you have a guy that can really shoot it with yeah. with Isaiah, and I think that he's somebody that's. Could stick around. He may be out too. It, it could be the case that Joe and Trey Mann are just out because they're going to have too many guys at the end of the day or they make a trade for somebody or who knows. But just to have options that are available to you and guys that are rising. And Sam talked a little bit about this at his um, – put like the, the presser after the season. Just like guys are going to have to fight for their position yep. on this team. Like there's no just – here's minutes. You can just have them. like that, that time is over. It's completely over. And just because you were selected in the first round doesn't mean that you're actually going to get a shot if you aren't playing well. If you're not playing well, you might get sent to the G League like Trey. I wouldn't have guessed that yeah. Trey would, would be with the G League this year. I would not have predicted that. You know, I would have... I mean if I were to predict somebody that's on the roster actually going to the G League, like I would have probably predicted Poku would have done it before Trey. And or even J Dub. Like, or even sure. Was, yeah. Like
1: before like before summer league or even like after Summer League, it's not out of the question that if J Dub starts the season with shooting thirty-two percent from the field, twenty percent from three, then maybe um you you spend a week or two down there just to find time to practice, to, mm-hmm. to put up shots. Mm-hmm. Um, Treyman is, uh, he had, so far, had a very difficult seasons, a season. I mean, he yeah. started off really well. Um, yeah, he did. And, and then after the back injury, it seems that everything is collapsed in, in his world. I mean, in his world. Um, Joe is taking the minutes. He is not uh, leaving anything. Um, on the uh, on on the floor, like he he's there is very little that you can question with Isaiah Joe in comparison to Trey man, he's shooting lights out. Um, I mean, even even when the volume is higher for him, the percentage don't suffer too much. Forty five percent,
3: forty five point eight percent from three, fifty five yeah. percent from two. I mean, yeah, sixty six percent line, from the line as well. Yeah, sixty six effective field goal which is like by far the highest on the team.
1: Yeah, like, what else he can do? And what do you do? You just don't play him? Because this will probably be the, the highest point in terms of percentage. I don't expect him to be a 45% three-point shooter for the rest of his career.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, but he seems to me a guy that can shoot easily uh, above 40 or around 40. Mm-hmm. Because the shot looks so good yeah. when it comes out of his hands. That... That you kind of trusted it yeah. to, to go in and in the last two games the games against uh, minnesota and, and the heat when the shot didn't go in i mean you felt like hey okc is missing something here um so he's really uh, already part of what makes okc going well on on a basketball court which is which is insane and on and back on men, i mean i don't know why shooting so poorly but it is happening so yeah. something has to be done, and now is a time where you can still use the G League without demoting the guy too much. I mean, Ludort can't go to the G League. I mean, that that can't happen. Um, even Poku, to me, is hard in year three to send a guy to the G League. It's just, yeah, hey, you're going there. Well, because... he's played
3: well enough to where he doesn't really need to, and he'll yes. he'll have bad games, he'll have good games, but like that's that's the that's the case with like almost every young player that's, like, a role player, which is kind of mm-hmm. where Poku is headed as long as he can continue to get stronger. Um, yeah, I mean, that's okay. But if you're Trey and it looks like, oh, no, like, you're in, like, a, a slump that's lasted weeks. It's like, okay. They said it was pre-planned. I'll take them at their word for that. But I wonder a little bit, like, if he's hot and he's averaging, like, 15 points per game, playing really well, shooting the ball really well. Is he really going to the G League? Like Maybe this was no. planned maybe last week. You know, yeah. for him to do yeah, this. Yeah, the
1: since when it was planned is is a big uh, question to they me. They planned like, it
3: earlier that day. Hey, we planned for this.
1: Yeah. Just or even we planned ago. for this <laughs> You know, <laughs> after the back the injury in the back. We said, okay, if it works out, you play that. with the grown-ups. If, if you don't feel well enough, then we'll put you in a Low pressure environment where you can hit up fifteen shots in a game and just yeah cook the air so that you can find your rhythm because this injury can be nagging and we want you to to have time and sure. no pressure.
3: Yeah, I will be monitoring the shot attempts. I don't really care the percentage. I don't really care anything about anything else but shot attempts. Like what's he yeah. doing down there? Because twenty-two
1: s- shots per game.
3: He better. I mean, seriously, this is about yeah. This is more about confidence than it is about anything else with Trey. Because he is visibly not confident on the court. And you can see because it used to it used to it felt like earlier in the season and and the toward the end of last season that you could just see the confidence that he was playing with on the court. And now when he shoots it, it's not an exact science, but you look at it and you're like, Yeah, that's not going in. (laughs) Yeah, like he doesn't even it doesn't even feel doesn't even look like he believes it, you know, that it's going to go in, and so he's got to go find his confidence, and if he can go down to the G League and just torch guys, I mean, he, if you are who we thought Trey was, which is like a really good score off the bench, that mm-hmm. could be like a Jordan Clarkson type of guy, you send Jordan Clarkson to the G League. Jordan Clarkson would. would average 40. <laughs> Possibly. No, he would. He would absolutely <laughs> torch those guys. Yeah. Because the difference between Jordan Clarkson and a G League player is a, is a giant gap, a giant, giant gap. And Trey needs to go prove that he is not necessarily 40 a game, but like, you got to put up 25 a game. You got to put up 30 a game in the G League with high volume. Cause that's like that's the kind of player you are, that's the kind of yeah. player that Trey is. Trey is not Isaiah Joe. Isaiah Joe could go to the G League and kind of blend in and hit a high percentage of threes, and just help space, help the spacing on the court. That's what he does. Trey is a, a different kind of player. Yeah, he needs to go torch the G League. Like that's that's what I want to see. Uh, if you were to guess, <clears throat> Shea's number one, Giddy's number two, Lou is number three. In total shot attempts, where do you think Trey Mann falls on that list? Total amount? Total shots. Total field goal attempts on the season. Yeah. Um,
1: I think Jadab is above him. Okay. I think eh, Poku is not above him, but close. Um, Kenrich is below. It's probably seventh or eighth.
3: He is fourth in shot attempts fourth? in this season. Really? Yes, yes. Two hundred and thirty-one oh, wow. field goal attempts this season. Oh wow! Isn't that does not match my if I were to examine my thunder feelings in my chest? It doesn't match wow. that at all. It's very. It feels kind of strange. But he is fourth in shot attempts on the team, and. It doesn't feel that way at all. He's shooting thirty eight percent from the field. He has felt yeah. invisible for the most part in the yeah. last several games. Like he is somebody that goes out on the court. He'll make like, like on Friday night. He had like a nice pass. I'm like, oh, that's good. You played. He played decent against the Grizzlies, but for the most part, like he just feels invisible out there. Like you just and so much of that. It's not just, loud. Just feels like his confidence. Like last year. Like, Trey Mann made sure that you noticed him with the way that he played and the way yeah. he took shots. And now, it's like, I mean, he went from the beginning of December until now, scored in double digits twice. Yeah. I mean, we're, tw- we're almost 20, 20 days into December, scored in double digits twice once against Memphis. Or both Actually, both games are against Memphis, oddly <laughs> enough. 20, yeah. In I 23 mean, minutes, he had 12 points, him. and then 11 points on Saturday night in 18 minutes. Yeah, that's bad.
1: Uh, it's sad, a bit sad, not crazy sad, but um, again, back to the point that you were making a couple of minutes ago, this is a team that will have the um, always compete mentality. Since mm-hmm. I said this sentence, uh, the Seahawks lost every game, so I jinxed it quite a lot, um, <clears throat> and I will probably do the same. You're trying to um, jinx the
3: Thunder? You're trying to get them better draft draft positioning here?
1: No, but it's a nice uh, byproduct.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, with the Isaiah Joe thing, I mean, you always look at teams like uh, the Heat and how they just find guys, mm-hmm. you know the thunder with the amount that they use the g league and the amount that they are kind of shuffling through guys like they are just bound to find they're just bound to find guys the heat yeah. are like the experts at it like they're just unbelievable like caleb martin is like legitimately a really good player <laughs> he's playing a ton for uh, them this year
1: i i don't know about the heat having good players let's let's let me put some context, um, because I know that this sounds very weird. There are teams that brew players that are great wherever they go. Yeah. The Heat are good at brewing players that look amazing in their jersey. Sure. And crap when they move away.
3: Sure. Like what? But what if the Thunder become a team like that too? Because I do think that Mark Degnault and what he does makes guys look really good. It makes it's players possible. look really good. And the style of play and the willingness, and it all starts with Shea. It's like this like top-down trickle effect thing mm-hmm. that starts with Shea, Gilders, Alexander that trickles down, and it allows guys like Isaiah Joe to be good. Like Moses Brown. Like Moses Brown. <laughs> hey, I, oh I'm, I'm being serious, because you're, you're, you're right, in that the Heat find guys that look really good in their system... And, like, are we confident Max Struess could go play for the Timberwolves and be a a player that's successful? Like, how confident are we that he could do that? How confident are we that Gabe Vincent, who's played really well for them this year, could go and play for the Knicks and play for them? Like, I, I don't know. I think there's definitely something to that. You know, you... Even Duncan Robinson, who's like, can't even play for the Heat right now. Um, yeah. But He's a
1: crazy shooter, though. Duncan Robinson is elite shooter. The point is, probably he's
3: not. He's an elite shooter th- that th- can't shoot right now. He's 32% on the season.
1: I don't know what, what happened to him. But I don't um,
3: either. Cause he started a podcast, and then he's done. You know, got yeah. a, got a little bit too big for his britches, I guess. I don't know. Um <laughs> But that's yeah, to but, sa- that's to say that I feel like this system allows for guys to shine a little bit cuz you get to touch the basketball. Yes, you know? You get to touch the ball. And that is such a big deal cuz the the truth is all 400 plus guys that are going to play in the NBA this year are really really good at basketball. All of them. Yeah. Every single one. If you saw any of them in a gym, you would be like, wow, that is the best basketball player I've ever seen play. Even Teo Maladone? Even Teo Maladone. Actually, okay. I don't know. All 399 players that play in the league, except for Teo Maladone, I'm just kidding. Um,
1: Even Tenassis and Titucumpo,
3: he got waved, right?
1: Did he? Oh, nice.
3: So I'm just, these guys are <laughs> unbelievable at basketball. And so. Oh. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um If you give them a chance to shine and give them find ways for them to work within your offense. Like chances are like some of these guys that are just like no names are going to thrive at some point. Yeah. I think Mark is is really good. I've I've been trying to talk to a lot of people that kind of come through Oklahoma City about mark and even guys that are like I'll get on a podcast or whatever with people across the country and just like hey what do you think of mark dagnall you know yeah you'd be hard pressed to find somebody that's like yeah I don't know I don't know if he's very good like everybody's like actually I think he's really good cuz he's doing this and this and this and yeah. you know I I sit in a seat that one it's ridiculous cuz I'm <coughs> excuse me really close to the court but also like I'm sitting right next to scouts and I just get to – I'll just lean over and just ask him questions. Like, what do you think of this player? What do you think of that player? What do you think of this team? What do you think is going on here? And I'll just say, mm-hmm. what do you think of Mark? You know? And yeah. almost all of them are like, he's really good. Like, I really like the stuff he runs. I like – the the guys actually play for him. And they play really yeah. hard. You can tell, like, by the way that – That part you can tell. Yeah. from e-
1: Even from, like, I don't know how many miles away – yeah. Um, sometimes watching on a tiny screen, depending on how much the League Pass app uh helped me. Um but but it's that part is never in doubt. And and even the guys who are not steadily in their rotations, it's not that they step in the court with a bad demeanor. Like even no. Trayman who is not having the greatest results, I think that he's he's trying to make plays on defense.
3: They all stay ready, like they yeah. they want to play for him, and that's that is not the case across the league. You can tell, like half of the the Knicks, even though they're playing really well, don't want to play for Tibbs. <laughs> you know, and
1: it's you can tell that thirteen out of or oh, probably fourteen out of fifteen player in Minnesota don't want to play with Rudy Gobert. Oh my gosh! Sorry, I had to say this. Oh my
3: gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I had some conversations with the scout about the Timberwolves. It's is it not good. It is. Hey,
1: hating on friends is something that I have to do today. Uh, and then I'll I'll behave next yeah. Monday.
3: No, nobody wants to play with Rudy. That was is a is a bad bad trade. the The Timberwolves are are in big, 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 big trouble. They're I mean, my one of the worst situations in the league right now, honestly. And and their ta- their talent level is actually pretty good.
1: Yeah. But what do you do there? Like, what is your move? Like, can you move cat? I move, yes, I move cat. And what do you get?
3: I don't cat? care. I don't care. What is
1: your lowest level? I'm saying, okay, I'm pulling, I'm pulling the trigger on it.
3: Uh, lottery protected first. Just get him out of here.
1: Whoa.
3: Who cares? <laughs> that, is, that is. Reset. That get him, that is him out of there. Very low. Um, I mean, you just got to you got to eject everybody out of there and just start with Edwards. Oh, okay. But they've messed up so bad, though, McKelly. Mm-hmm. Because they traded their picks, their own picks, to get Rudy, they messed up so bad, so 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 bad. Yeah, they're they're in such big trouble.
1: Is this why the Jazz are winning? careless winning because they because they, they know they can sure celebrate that
3: they're, the, they're going to get the first pick in the draft you know yeah. three years in a row because the T-Wolves stink yeah, yeah. probably
1: that's, just think like you could the, have
3: a redo and you did not have to do you didn't have to do the Gobert trade I still think you should trade Towns like trade him to the Lakers or to the Knicks or whoever whatever dumb team wants to take that guy on hmm. he's got a huge extension coming Trade him, get him out of there, and just start from scratch with Edwards. you can keep Pat Bev, you can keep Vanderbilt like you just have this like hustle switchy team around Edwards. let Edwards go get his let Edwards go try to get forty every night and you just stink you get a high pick in this next draft you add that to Edwards you know yeah that's what I would that's what I would have done and build slowly, just take your time and just but Andrew, I mean. You
1: missed the playoffs for so long. You they made you it have last year. To pull they it last year. Yeah, <laughs> you have to, and you have to pull it not for, not for a guy that really fits um, with with Edwards. Like yeah, even Dejounte Murray, it's a better fit.
3: <laughs> like and yeah, the Hawks he, are a whole other story too. The Hawks yeah, are a complete but, mess. Like I
1: don't know. It's it's a
3: mess. Um it's a mess. Uh let's uh take a quick break and then we will talk about the current injury report and what to expect against the Portland Trail Blazers tonight right after this.
2: This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man of the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Victorinox,
0: the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it tweezers a screwdriver and even a corkscrew with the victorinox swiss army knife you can be prepared to master everyday life you can find victorinox swiss army knives at Dick sporting goods
3: and we're back after that quick break winskill 1969 i do know about the world cup final i do know about that he says that we all know why mikey's hating on france even if andrew doesn't i do I know, I'm typically only aware of like three things in my life. It's like the NBA, uh, different brands of cereal changing, you know, and then uh, my family, that's usually about it. But no, I do know about the World Cup final. Um,
1: yeah, and this is not um, a turtleneck, it's, uh, it's a... It's a zip.
3: Know. It's a zip. A zip up turtleneck. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a turtleneck, zipped up, yes. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Oh, it's it's a uh, Purdue. Purdue. Boilermakers. Nice. Yeah,
1: Boilermaker. yes. Nice. The first day I was there, it was a football game. Yeah. And everyone was saying, boiler up, boiler up. I said, what is happening here? I had no idea. (laughs) I didn't make my homework, so I just said,
3: (laughs) Okay. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Uh, The uh, injury report is extensive. Oh, Joshua Cable says it's called a quarter zip. Okay. Quarter zip. All right. I need to
1: talk about Kenrich, but go ahead with them.
3: Oh, yeah. Let's enjoy Kenrich. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darius Baisley is out with a non COVID illness. So is Josh. Uh, Usman Jang is out with a small, non displaced fracture in his right wrist, which mm. is not ideal. Uh, Shay's. It is non
1: displaced and small.
3: Yeah. Great. <laughs> Can you more. imagine
1: a big displaced? fracture that is quite bad
3: yeah it's true and messy could be could be much worse Uh, shay has been upgraded to questionable with a lower back contusion you could tell by the way he's moving in games before that like he one he would lay on his back for a long time before getting up a lot and then when Mm -hmm. he gets up you can just see him kind of moving like an old man you're like oh that's not good (laughs) shay you may sit and should sit tonight against the Blazers. It's okay, you get to play them again this week, so don't don't sweat it. Uh, Trey man at the G League. Jeremiah is out with a an impressive right ankle sprain, and then <laughs> Jay will is with the G League as well. So, I kind of feel like they they could use Jay will. I kind of like what I kind of like seeing him figure out the the NBA game a little bit. You know, with his passing, and he hit he hit a three the other night. That that was that was nice. I think that was his first NBA three. Yeah, that um, was
1: not expected. He'll take him, man. And it, look, it looks funky when, when he takes it. so I mean,
3: So he did at Arkansas, man. That's what he did. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the Thunder are just collecting players from Arkansas. Maybe they,
1: maybe this is the new strategy. Kentucky and Arkansas. That's it.
3: Hey, there's some good players at Arkansas. This, the Arkansas team this year is really, really fun. Yeah. Um, Yanni says, Andrew, what are you going to do? When Presty gets Cat to OKC and goes on a monologue about his great character, I'm gonna lose my mind. Is what I'm gonna do. If that that is, I will bet. I don't know what I need to bet, but I will bet any amount of anything that that will not like happen.
1: Five pepperoni pizzas.
3: Fifty pepperoni pizzas. Fifty. Fifty wow. pizzas. How about let's say fifty-two pizzas? I'll send you a pizza every single week, on me for a year if the thunder trade for towns I'll do it that guy no that guy is a known loser big time capital L J. loser Warren,
1: compared to tj Warren but not so much
3: oh he he may have surpassed CJ Warren wow. be- just because he's so much more talented than Warren is yeah and like could actually be a winning player yeah but no no Joshua Cable says, 50 boxes of crackling oat bran. Buy fifty-two boxes of oat bran. I'll make you a big oat bran guy.
1: You oat bran uh, guy. I would,
3: I would. do it. I, yeah. I, w- I. don't think that's ever happening. They should not do it. If they do it, I will. Down to down, I'll. I will stop podcasting altogether. No.
1: Don't say it.
3: Yeah. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll be done. No. I'll be done. Maybe, if I have to, if if I have to talk a... about Carl Anthony Towns on a night-to-night basis, like, get me out of here.
1: Yeah, you but it depends on the price.
3: It does like not. It part. does not. Yes. No. Yes, it does. Nope. Does not because it, yes, it doesn't.
1: Because you can you can get um it can be a redemption project. When he's nope. under the bus. Nope. He was traded for a first round pick to a protected first round pick for Russell Westbrook um to the Lakers. He goes there. Uh he has a terrible, terrible season. And then he realized realizes in the future that he has to really care in order to win. And he calls Preston and says, Hey, I'm gonna come to be your bench big man.
3: The only way, want the only way I want cat I'm, the only way I want is, Cat on this team is if he gets into a terrible accident and loses and becomes mute. And then yes, bring him on.
1: <laughs> You're so mean. It's, it's almost mean. Christmas. It's, you should be you should be uh I mean I don't know. Full of joy. Even Okay, well half. let's
3: let's talk about Kenrich then so we can we can get off this cat. He, he was
1: one of my favorite prospects to He was awesome. Scout.
3: He was awesome at Kentucky. He's awesome. Yeah. He was awesome his yeah. first two years in the league too. He actually played defense. Yeah. But yeah. Uh Kenrich <sighs> Williams. Anyway, Kenrich. He came Speaking back and of, he, he played in this game. Played so well, man. He's just I just love him. Um, that that game cemented the fact that they are not trading Kenrich Williams. It is not happening. I wouldn't trade if you offered Kenrich for Cat straight up. I'd say no. You have to attach like seven first round picks to Cat <laughs> for to get Kenrich for Cat. Not happening.
1: You can really see that Kenrich is the guy when he's in the court. No Everybody doubt. listens to him. Yep. It's like your older brother that I never had one, but let's yeah, pretend I did. Um, that like tells you what to do at any point yeah. when you go out. Like, it's, it's the guy that, that yells at you when you're acting dumb. It's, um, it's, it's, it's the man. Um, and, and he just... He just do whatever he has to do on offense. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the shots that he takes, sometimes you can say, why is he taking a long mid-range jumper? Mm-hmm. And if you look at whatever, what else is around, that is the right shot to take. Yeah. I mean I would like him to to do a step uh backwards and take a three instead of the mid range jumper but yeah, this yeah. is about the only thing that I have to say on Kenridge please don't take um like very long twos just do a step and uh and take a three yeah because everything else it's incredible mm-hmm. I mean he's he fights every single possession yep. um and I was listening to the Dream Team show that you did uh, last week, I think, um, saying if, like, pick a starting unit to, to win a game. Yeah. And Kenrich has to be in there.
3: Ooh, let's, pl- let's play that game. Let's play that game. This was Gideon Hamilton from the uh, Sports Animal had me on his show two weeks ago, last week. I don't remember when, two weeks ago. Uh, and we he said if you had to win one quarter and you had to pick five guys to win one quarter of basketball... Which Thunder players would you pick? Who would you pick, McKelly?
1: Um, today my team is probably going to be very weird, and it's Shea, Joe, Kenrich, Wiggins, Giddy.
3: Giddy. Oh, that is very weird. Yeah. Can they defend?
1: Yes. Well enough. Okay. No. Not at all, but but <laughs> it will be good enough in my head. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't see J-Dub as a plus defender right now. Yeah, I know that Degnold says that he's a great defender. I I think that he he can be. I think that he has all the instincts to be. But he's got a ways to go. Yeah, Which and is okay. yeah, I mean, you you can have Jade up there instead of Giddy, mm-hmm. but I kind of want Joe for his spacing and the two uh, multi-tool wings to be exceptional. I have a job and I will do it kind of players.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Kenrich is, I mean, he was one of the guys I picked. I think that, that day I picked SGA, J Dub, Wiggins, Kenrich, Jeremiah. That's the Mm. group I picked. Just like, tough-nosed guys and then having... And I think I probably would flip-flop Giddy for for J-Dub right now which Mm -hmm. is the way that they're shooting the three-ball. I mean, Giddy's shooting the three-ball a lot better than J-Dub this season. You just just think of J-Dub as a better shooter than Giddy. He just Mm -hmm. flat-out has not been this season. I mean, you look at the percentages. It's like either of them are like, it's not like Giddy's like shooting the lights out, but he's like 32% from three on 82 shots. And then you look at J Dub. I mean, he's essentially the worst on the team from three this season at 27%, yeah. twenty-seven percent. Twenty-seven point seven.
1: This, yeah, this is something I this is something that I'm trying to understand about his plus minus. Yeah. It's not working. And I don't think that this is a fluke. I, I do think that the lineups that he plays on are lineups where he can't really be um, effective. Um, I think that lineups with him on as the point guard and spacing and maybe Giddy um, mm-hmm. are lineups that can work yeah. because he he likes to play in a fast, free-flowing offense. He's very bad when he has to be just a spacer for Shea and when it's... Um, Transition, transition, transition yeah, no kind of basketball. When the pace goes too high, I don't think that he's capable of keeping up yeah. on both ends. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the the, the style of play that, that OKC has with a certain unit, which is not spaced out and there's a lot of dribbling, mostly with Shea, um, it's it's not working for him right now. Hmm. And, um, and, and again, on defense, for some reason... Um, it's not working. It's mostly about the tree ball going in to a very high degree uh, when he's on the court, which is difficult to 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 understand. Like I don't know why, when is on the court, the opponents are shooting well. That is probably a little bit random and probably a little bit on him.
3: Yeah, yeah. He he just has to to shoot the ball better. I mean, just like. Plain and simple, but like all the other stuff he does, is like is still very impressive, and it's, I still think yeah. he's going to be a very, very good NBA player. Um, but, like lucky for him, there's a really good shooting coach already on uh, on this yeah. as a part of this organization. So, and just some work. I mean, you just have to remember, like rookies, it it takes time. Like, it's it's yeah. a hard league, and I mean, look at Wiggins as a guy that really improved from year one to year two with his shot. And yeah. his shot looked really, really good in summer league. You're like, oh, okay. He looks like a different player. He looks like he's actually improved quite a bit. You know, he's shooting 39%. It's not on a crazy volume. but
1: No, that that is that's is the thing that we have to keep monitoring going forward because the amount is it's not big, but it's going in for sure. It's going in.
3: Yeah, yeah, I think you have to be very happy with that. And, you know, I think you got to leave room for improvement with him and with really everybody else on the team, too. I mean, you can't – I don't think you can bury bury anybody. I mean, look what Poku's done. I mean, like, you can't – it's like a great story on, like, why you shouldn't just completely bury somebody and, like, saying, oh, well, they'll never get better at this and they'll never get better at that. Like, Poku's defying odds this season by shooting 38% from three so far you know he's been he's been very very good and he's got you know Poku's got a long way to go Poku's just like flat out has to get stronger you can see yeah. it in a lot of games where he's just getting pushed around a lot and some of that getting Chet and him maybe playing more power forward will help but he still had just like flat out has to get stronger for him to make it. Like, truly make it in this league and become the kind of player that we have like fantasized about him becoming. Like if he wants to be a player that climbs the second mountain, like, he's got to get stronger. Like he just flat out has to because there's going to be guys. I mean, if the Thunder draft a power forward in this next draft, there's a lot of guys that will be available in this next draft, and that's what they get. You know, poker's not guaranteed anything. No, because I think no, Kenrich. I think Kenrich will be a guy that makes it. You know. And if Kenrich makes it and you draft a starting four, then, like, what? There's not a ton of minutes there because I think J Dub will play. I think J Dub was going to make it, by the way. I think Wiggins could make it. Like, J Dub and Wiggins are guys that can play on the wing and steal minutes at four. Yeah. So, like, as much fun as Poku has been, like, the pressure's on Poku to continue to improve. And it's not just with the shot, which has been take him he's been awesome this year but he's he has got to got to got to get stronger in order to make it to like the next round of thunder where even josh like josh will steal minutes at four as well so you just can't there's just not i don't know this season is just such an interesting one because i don't know how much it determines a whole a whole lot I think that once you get Chet in here and whoever they get in this next draft, then it's gonna be like, okay, now which of you is gonna fit around these guys and Shay? Yeah. Which of you can plug plug the holes left by Shea, Chet, Giddy, and whoever it is they're picking the draft this next year. Who is it that steps up? Like I can see Kenrich doing it. I mean, Isaiah Joe obviously fills a role. I mean, Damon Wells in the chat, Usman Jang. Like, what does Usman Jang look like in year two? Does he break his wrist twice in three months in year two? I don't know. Um yeah. But does he show up and shoot the ball like crazy? Like, yeah. He can fill, he can fill that four spot, too. So, like, as much as, like, sure. we've loved what Poku's done, like, Poku's not guaranteed a thing. Like, neither is Jang. Neither is... Trey Mann, or even, like, we talk highly of J-Dub and really believe in his trajectory. He's not promised anything. Like, the only guys that that you, like, really, that I really believe that, like, are cemented, these guys are climbing the next mountain, is Shea Gildas Alexander and Josh Giddy?
1: Yeah, and and you can say that for sure, just one. But anyway, um, probably at least the two. Josh
3: Josh has been great as of late.
1: Josh has been great. But before we move on and, and talk about all the great things, things that uh, Josh did, can, do you want to play a trivia? Always. I had this on the back of my mind. I went up and look, on Cleaning the Glass uh, about which players are affected the most on opponents <gasps> shooting very well from three.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Can you name the bottom four in allowed percentage like it's a clean glass says basically, um, if you go and, go and look at opponent shooting accuracy, um, if it's a plus, it's it's bad. If it's a minus, it's very good. Uh, for okay. reference, Kenrich Williams is the best at lowering the percentage from three on the opponents at minus 7.7. Okay, for all threes. Can you name the worst players for OKC and guess how much the opponents are shooting better with them on the court? Hmm.
3: I feel like this is uh, a chance for you to hate on Dort. So is Dort? No,
1: mm, it's almost. Uh, Dort is uh, a wash plus plus zero point eight. Okay. So it's it's really nothing.
3: Okay. Um. Let's see. Is, is J Dub pretty low?
1: Jdub is plus one point one. It's okay. he is fifth. And in general, he's not good at uh in, in for effective field goal in general. Mm-hmm. So yes, he's one of them.
3: Is Poku up there?
1: Poku is third at plus six point seven.
3: Yeah, that's bad. hmm What about it's second? Josh? Sorry. What about not third? Second. What about Josh?
1: Josh is third at, at plus 6.4.
3: Also very bad.
1: Very bad, indeed.
3: Uh, Trey? You
1: no, know, Trey, Trey is quite good. Hmm. You, you have to think about the plus minus. It's almost explained by just this. Hmm. This is a big hint. There's a guy who had bad plus minus for from the start of the season and it didn't match the eye test.
3: Hmm. I've already, said, I've already said Poku and J-Dub and Giddy. Yeah.
1: The third one was... Jeremiah? Who was, yes. Plus 7.4.
3: Whoa. So basically... Oh! The,
1: yeah. And, and, and then there is Shay. Um uh, 2.4. So okay. basically, whenever the starting unit has Josh and either JRE mm-hmm. or Poku... mm-hmm. And Shay and maybe J-Dub. these lineups are allowing trees, mm-hmm. open trees. Um, to me, it's about rotating to a certain mm-hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and in general, it's a bit of um, them being unlucky and playing against better players. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is something there, I think. So, um, yes, to some degree, what JDub is experiencing in plus minus is not the entire story, but there is a story to be told there about certain units for KC allowing mm-hmm. a lot of trees. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about 35 threes and you have 7.3% more, it's seven times three is almost trees more per game going in. It's six points. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing. It's a lot. Like in, in Kenridge on the opposite, Kenridge and Isaiah Joe and Usman Jang. And their Paisley are all on the minus, heavy minus. Hmm. Are they rotating better? Probably a bit. Guys and also have missing shots competitions. I and
3: mean, I mean also some of it is just like make or miss. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. Who, there who is, is the randomness player. in this.
3: Yeah. There's. There's. Yeah. That's. That's what's tough about it. It's like how can you control for the randomness that occurs? You know, in these. You know, I don't know.
1: I think that there is a way to quantify this um, in terms of uh, if it's random or not. Um, it has to do with shot quality and the fact that you have to measure that to like at least a bit in order to understand if this is fluky or not. But there are tendencies like Jerry and Shea were not good last year as well.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And Kenrich was extremely good last year as well. Mm. So, But Giddy was better because probably he was playing in different lineups, more with Kenny. And, I mean, to me, there is something to be at least discussed there. Sure. And maybe it's just silly, but um, I don't know.
3: Yeah, hmm.
1: I find it interesting.
3: That is very interesting. Uh, Josh is out tonight with a non-COVID illness. Maybe he and Basley have the same illness. I don't know. It seems possible. Um... But before that, he's played in nine of the last ten games for the Thunder and played really well, averaging 14 points per game, uh, 9.8 boards, five assists, shooting 44% from the field, 41% from three, 90% from the free throw line.
1: Yeah.
3: The shots are starting to go down for Josh. And like, he's shooting three threes a game at 41%. Like, that's great. It's an, unsustain- it's an unsustainable number, but it's great to see that that's even possible, like in a pocket of the season, that Josh can actually do that. And he's just, he's affecting the game, like the almost 10 boards a game. Mm-hmm. And there's not anybody that's like eating rebounds on this team. And so, like, he kind of takes it upon himself to do that. Like, he's an elite rebounder for his position. And, the shot is coming along. You can see that it just looks better coming out of his hands. And you have to really give him credit for that. And so I'm 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 first of all, get well soon, Josh. I hope that he gets well soon and can play yeah. toward the end of this week especially against the Pelicans. Like I I hope that we can get close to a full squad against the Pelicans cuz like that's a really good Measuring stick to, as to where you are. Not that the Blazers aren't. The Blazers are good, too. The Blazers might be without Jeremy Grant tonight, which is a pretty big deal. He's been amazing for them this season. Yeah. Um, but if they can get healthy and the Pelicans are healthy, that should be a pretty fun game. That's on Friday of this week. Um, but Josh Giddy, who started the season kind of shakily, probably at best, has started to really figure things out. And if this is the kind of player that he is, like when Chet comes back and maybe you get another weapon where he's just somebody who is filling the gaps, hitting spot up shots, rebounding. I mean, I just think about the way he played down the stretch of that Boston game still like that. That's one of the games that just like is cemented in my mind Mm -hmm. where Josh was just like rebounding like a maniac, finding open guys, playing hard defense. It's like, man, Like, yeah, this is it. Like, that's it, you know, and can play point guard, can play wherever you need him to play. If he needs to spot up, he can spot up. If he needs to handle and find shots, he can do that. You know, it's the versatility of a guy like Josh is like, man, it's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, I I think that he's the one who's sacrificing the most in terms of, well, I don't know about the most, but – quite a lot about the way in which he wants to play no doubt because it's clear that he wants to play in a different setting yeah when he's the guy who moves around and just orchestrate the offense. this is not what he's doing right now right he's spotting up is finding uh, part of the game to be impactful Mm. and and this is this is a huge credit to him because again he's not playing the role he excels on, which is playing in space, playing with pace, playing a with uh, an orchestra, basically, yeah. not a pounding, pounding, pounding kind of uh, basketball, which is which is what Shea prefers to do. And credit to Shea. I mean, it's, it's it's you can't say much. Like he's excellent in anything he does on the court. Shay is, and so yeah, I don't want to take away anything from him. Mm-hmm. But I'm realizing now that, and I want to realize that Giddy is. Playing not the role that he likes, and he's trying whatever he can to be successful. You mentioned the Boston game, but there were there were moments in 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 games where he he was playing hard defense. Um, yeah. I don't remember against whom he had that uh, that block. Um, he just swatted the ball away from a very good player. I don't remember who. Um, and I mean, he's trying to compete uh, for him playing defense, playing switch defense, it's not easy. No. He doesn't cover ground very well, mm-hmm. but he's doing a lot to be at least passable on that end mm-hmm. and and even more. So, um, I mean, I really like Giddy. Um, he's improving. He's still one of the youngest players in the league. Yeah, This is something that we have to like to just think about every single time we mention Giddy. He's younger than Chad Omgren. I I think, or close to the same close to the same age. I think he's younger.
3: Yeah, I believe I believe he is younger because he just turned twenty, and Chad yeah. was drafted. He was twenty when he was drafted. So yeah, yeah, he's yeah. younger. Yeah, I mean he's just I mean he's turned twenty two months ago.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
3: Yeah, I mean you look at the last draft. I mean he's still younger than a lot of the guys that are in that class. So yeah. Yeah, you have to, and you have to give the guy time. You know, you can just see, and again, we talked about Poku in the context of it, but just like the jump that he made from being like, he may not make it to year four to, oh, okay, yeah, he's definitely making it to year four. Like maybe he could actually get another contract. You know, that happened like that. Yeah. And like Josh is young enough, skilled enough. You know, I don't know if any of you guys watch J Dubs youtube video that he put out there where he was just being asked questions and he had a friend that was just feeding him questions but yeah, he just at, he asked him about his thoughts on josh and he's like he's so impressed with josh and like feels very blessed to be able to play with him and just say like, yeah, it's like this guy's different like this guy I've, he's like i've never played with a guy like this before um and so i think that we have to realize and leave room for that improvement because like josh right now he's in the lab and he is trying to figure stuff out when you look at other guys across the league in year two and they're getting they're getting a lot of criticism and i think that it's like scotty barnes is getting a ton of criticism throughout this season and has not played well but like holy smokes like can we give these guys like a chance to get their legs underneath them Yeah. This this league is really hard. It's it's funny because like everybody acknowledges that the league is in such a great place and the league is better than it has been in a really long time. It's like why wouldn't it be harder for guys in their second year to like get it together? Like if the league is that good, then it's gonna be harder for guys to compete at a high level when the scattering report is out on them. Everybody knows what Josh wants to do. Everybody knows what Scotty wants to do. When Cade was playing, he wasn't shooting the ball well. There's some criticism yeah. of Cade. Even Mobley, who's like played well, and like I don't think really Mobley gets much criticism, but like the guy's not scoring at a high level this season. No, he's not shooting he the ball at a out. high level. So, you know, it t- it takes time. It takes time. I know that we kind of. I feel like a lot of NBA fans and NBA podcasters and people that cover the league kind of get in their imaginations a lot about these guys and like what they can do and what they should be able to do and like try to draw lines and like trajectories for these guys. But they're like human beings that are like trying to figure things out, and it just takes time. Like this Thunder team, like it or not, is gonna take time to when they start their ascent up the second mountain. It's going to take time. Like this is you, – you add another 19-year-old to this team this next summer. You add Chet in his first season. I know it's going to feel like the Thunder need to, like, get better and need, to, and need to, like, make a big step forward, and they still might do that just because Shea is that good. Like that may happen just organically. But, like, everybody else is going to take time. The only thing that Josh Giddy can do to make this team a winning team is turn 23.
1: <laughs> no, he can do. He can do a lot of things. He can, just have.
3: But I he mean, can, to like be like a team that really, really wins yeah, at a I high know. level. Yeah, and like a expectations in the playoffs level. He can. He can be at the
1: lottery and just. Bring luck to OKC. Hey, that that would be another away.
3: thing that you could do. That would be that would be actually a huge thing. You could Can do. Can you
1: imagine? <laughs> I can't there, even go there.
3: I can't even go there. Just bragging, bragging about <laughs> himself, like
1: being the reason why OKC drafted. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. it, with that perfect and weird, unbelievable Australian accent, but I that, just love it.
3: But like, that's the that's the thing, though. Like, if you're like wonder, sitting around wondering, well, when is the Thunder going to be really good again? When does Josh Giddy turn 22 or 23? Yeah. That's, I mean, that, hey, that's, earlier, that might be the answer to your question is, is yeah. all I'm saying. And if it's earlier, then it
1: is that OKC drafted another extremely good player and Chet Holmgren is an all-star yes. from the beginning.
3: If Chet, if Chet has a Blake Griffin-like ascension when he comes into the league, this will go faster than we think. Yes, will go fast, and that then that is ext- that is a possibility. Like that's on the table to happen. It's
1: unlikely still.
3: It's very but unlikely, I, and it, and it's also just a testament. It'll be a testament to Shea that he can like, drag these guys to somewhere yeah. where they're not supposed to be yet. So. Final
1: question: hmm. How many times do you replay in your head the Salt Lake City game of Chedongren? I do it probably uh, weekly.
3: It was beautiful it was it's one of the more it's like a pinch yourself situation where like did they just did they just draft the greatest player of all time yeah it was oh
1: i was looking at oh oh that step back
3: that's insane this is like dirk it's like if dirk and kevin garnett had a baby like what is going (laughs) on here
1: and basically the first five minutes I was like like acting surprised and then i was just giggling Oh, yeah. Just laughing. Just just laughing irrationally.
3: If he can become <laughs> something like that. And the, and the other thing is like the same goes for Chet, honestly. Like when when are the Thunder gonna be a great team again? When's Chet's 23rd birthday? It's, be, earlier it's earlier than Giddy's. It's earlier than Giddy's. But that would be another that would be my follow up question to somebody who says, When are the Thunder gonna be good again? When is Chet Holmgren's Holmgren? Holmgren. I'm going to have a hard time with that. Why? Um, I don't know. Don't know. When is his 23rd birthday? Just forget about the L. May 1st, he turns 21. Watch out, world. Chet Holmgren is 21. Um, (laughs) Then give the guy two years. And then I'll say, okay, I think they're ready to win like real big-time basketball games. But maybe it happens sooner. I don't know. Uh, Okay, thanks so much for listening to our podcast. We'll have another show for you on Wednesday with Alex Spears. If you are just into the NBA as well, this Friday, I will be releasing on the Athletic NBA Show, the Athletic NBA Show Christmas special. And I would really appreciate it if all of you guys would listen to that. It's going to involve pretty much everybody that's on the Athletic NBA Show. Uh, we're going to have Jay e. Skeets from No Dunks on to do trivia with me and Alex. So that will be very fun. So tune in for that. Might have a special guest from uh, from like the NBA as a whole on to talk to Sam Amick. Still trying to work that out. Um, so please tune in for that. That would mean a lot to me. Hope you guys are having a great week. And we'll talk to you guys again
0: on Wednesday.